Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Did the boys fall in and lose a boat? No, no. Oh, okay. But now, I did. Now, were the boys drinking? No. No, were you drinking? 15. Exactly. Uh, were you drinking? At time, I think I had three little Trulies, which... Who, you, know, it's you hardly drink truly? This is the plaintiff, Joel. He says he took the defendant and his two sons on a fishing trip, and the guy fell off the boat into the water. When he went overboard, he brought along an expensive bow and reel fishing rig, and it sank. The louse refuses to pay him for the loss, and he's suing for the $1,099 he's owed. This is the defendant, Mark. He says the plaintiff never mentioned he or his sons would be responsible if an accident occurred, which obviously it did because he slipped off the boat. This guy must have some sort of business insurance to cover the loss of the fishing rig. It wasn't his fault. He fell off the boat, and he feels he doesn't owe this guy all this money. He's accused of going overboard. All parties... Please use your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Joel, you're suing Mr. Mark for $1,099 in equipment that you say he lost during a fishing trip. Tell me what you do for a living. Yes, ma'am, I grew up fishing, and about 20 years ago, I was introduced to the sport of bow fishing, where we use a bow with a reel mounted to it to shoot the fish with an arrow. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, it's completely different. It's a really exciting. Instead of sitting there and, you know, waiting on a fish to bite, you know, we go find them and shoot them. Uh, about eight years ago, a bunch of friends of mine told me I should start guiding because I took so many people out, you know, already for free. They said, you know, do what you love, make money at it. So I did. Okay. Well, uh, on June of 2020, the defendant contacted me about taking him and his sons out for a trip. We talked about the different trips that I offer. My normal regular trips for the smaller fish are $300, and that was at the time. Then these trips for this trophy alligator gar are $600. What's an alligator gar? They're really prehistoric looking. They look similar to an alligator, hence the name. Yep, that's them. Wow. Where are you from? You're from San Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, so he picks that trip, and then what happens? He's going on with his with your sons, Mr. Mark. How old are your sons? At the time, they were 13 and 15. Okay. And what happens, Mr. Joel? You take them out on the trip. How long is the trip? The trip was, I believe, six hours. Okay. But uh, pre-trip at the boat ramp before I launched the, the boat, I go over a safety brief. I tell them how, how the bows operate and how to do it safely and all that. 
and also explain to them since they don't have their own equipment i offer these bows as a free rental i have two different types of bows the traditional compound bows they use a pulley system and they're about three hundred dollars and then the uh the Oneida Osprey that's in question, they're $800 for that bow, give or take a few. And then the reel that was on it is a mega mouth reel specifically designed for bow fishing. Brings the total up to around $1,100. I told them that they are responsible for them. If you break it, lose it, anything like that. You actually mentioned you know, the prices and everything? Yes. Why don't you just have them sign a waiver? You should be having them sign a waiver. You don't have anybody sign anything who you take out? No, not not at the time, but I do. Oh, you now. do now, I don't you? My ways. Now you do, yes. cowboy, don't you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you need to be. You can't be in any kind of business like this without having people not only sign a waiver but also sign a, an acceptance of liability because you lose everything if they sue you, rather than exactly. uh, a fishing reel. So I've um, learned a lot since then. Yes, I bet you have. All right. So how was it that this came about, Mr. Mark? What happened on the trip? Tell me. Well, the trip is uh, at night, um, so we go into what at uh, I don't know, eight or eight or nine p.m. and then we go out, and then it takes a while to get to the prime fishing spot, I suppose. And it's a it's a flat boat, and around the edges, I guess it's about a foot wide the border around, from what I can remember. And uh, basically, you stand on the edge, anywhere front to back, and you. You know, you bowfish. Okay. And what had happened was, uh, I like I wanted the boys to have more of an adventure. So I gave them uh, prime locations and let them walk around. And um, I guess at this point, I had stood at the back, which you know the the boards up against your back, and with any kind of motion, I lost my balance and I fell in. You fell into <laughs> and, the water. Um, yeah, to the water. Okay, so uh, so how do you fall in? Were you you were leaning on the on the back, and then you but you had that this bow in your hands, and so how do you right. fall in? Well, there's no bars or fencing, you know, around the edge of the boat. There's no like Velcro wrist attachment or anything with the bow, like surfers do with their surfboard. There's nothing like that, and there's no. Have you, as, and, and let but, me you ask know. you a question. In this industry, have you done research to find out if that is common in the industry to have Velcro attached to your wrist like surfers do or, or to have rails around the flats? Me? Yeah, I'm asking you because you're the guy saying okay. it. You're the guy saying it's kind of negligent. And right. so have well, so, at this point, yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't complain or anything. I went along with it. Hey, we're roughing it, right? We're going to, you know, bow fish. We're going to catch, you know big fish and all and spent hours out there in the dark and it was it was fine but we're all standing on the edge of the boats did uh, the boys the fall in and lose a bow no no oh, okay but now i did uh, now were the boys drinking no no were you 13 drinking? and 15 were, exactly were Over you drinking time, i think i had three little trulies which who, you know is hard drink trulies that's all i had <laughs> <laughs> It's all who had who. Dr I want to know which grown man is buying Trulies. That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Fair enough. They, I didn't want to take a bottle of vodka, right? <laughs> okay. So, Mr. Joel, at the time, did you think that Mr. Market had too much to drink, or not really? Oh, well, not really. I don't want to speculate on if he was, you know. Right. How is it you realize he's fallen in? I stand at the front of the boat and I operate the electric trolling motor, so you know I can navigate better and it's quieter. 
and I'm looking forward the whole time, you know, trying to uh, navigate around stumps and whatever. And I just heard a splash. I didn't hear a yell or anything. I just heard a splash because, like you said, he kept walking towards the back of the boat. He was trying to give his sons a, a more ample opportunity to get on a big fish, which one of them did. He actually shot a huge fish that was over six foot long, but it ran and hit the boat and broke the arrow. I gave him that broken arrow, said you should mount that on your wall. That was the one that got away. It was a monster. Oh, wow. Did they get video of it or anything? Because, you know, it didn't no, really happen if they sure didn't, didn't get pictures. <laughs> now, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear nobody had a, a camera out or was attempting and was just enjoying the night um, until he fell in. So he falls in. You hear the splash. And what do you do? I instantly reversed the trolling motor and started back in the boat back up to him while my deckhand ran to the back and grabbed him and helped get him back in the boat. So you back up and then you get him back on the boat. And is he laughing? Is he upset? What is wh what's his demeanor? No, he, he kind of shrugged it off. He seemed a little embarrassed. He apologized. He told me several times he was going to make it right. Wait, wait. Did he, like, how did, he comes up, and when he comes up, there's no bow. Exactly. I asked him, I said, did we lose the bow? And he said, I don't know. I said, well, did you have it in your hand? And he said, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so the bow was gone. And did you guys try looking for it? Yes, ma'am. Me and my deckhand, we dragged with uh, grappling hooks for about 15 minutes with to no avail. And I can't stay there, you know, that long because I'm on the clock. You know, I don't want to waste his money, his time. Right. Okay. So he kept telling you, don't worry about it. I'll make it right. And then what happens? He doesn't make it right, does he? No, ma'am. He texted me a very long text saying that he basically thought about it and changed his mind. <laughs> he said uh, he didn't feel that he owed me, and it was my fault. I should have had handrails, radio frequency tracking chips. I don't know how that would have helped anything. That would be 20 foot underwater. Um, several other things. He said that he doesn't know of another business that would pass this on to the, the clients because that's just a cost of doing business, which is actually the industry standard. You can call pretty much any charter guide service in America, and they'll tell you you're responsible for the gear. It's, it's not something I do alone because it's, it's really expensive equipment. To my defense, um, if you're going to, you know, I had a good time and, and the, more importantly, the boys had a good time. And things happen. And Did the I boys figured, get to see you fall in? I don't, I don't think they actually saw me fall in. But that <laughs> no, would they, have been a good saw. Then they could have had a better time. But go ahead. I'm just yeah. kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> and... Um, and, and while they did have a good time, you know, things happen. I figured, you know, I wasn't asking for rails or wristbands or anything like that. No, you were just asking to get out of paying anything for what you lost. I mean, you lost well, something no, that's expensive well, equipment and you well, want to get and then all your comments about wristbands and all this other stuff. Well, let's see your comments. Joel, I've taken much consideration regarding the trip as a whole. I will authorize $100 towards your bow. I don't know of any company that would ask their customers' clients to reimburse them for lost used equipment. Really? Because all of them do. Business usually have protocols or place like insurance or preventive measures. It's a cost of doing business. You could have some level of railing around the edges of your boat or some wrist attachment gadget like surfers have on their surfboards that prevent them from being lost. You could have some sort of radio frequency gadget you can attach to all your bows, so if they're lost, you can track them. So here's my question to you. All these things you come up with, are they the industry standard? Because unless you can prove to me that everybody else has them, and so he should, you know, you should have x-ray vision so that you can find it in the murky water is not a defense. See, if he does something wrong, like there's an industry standard and he's not abiding by it, then you can get away with that. But if he's doing exactly what everybody in his business does, 
then you can't get it. Then you're just another guy who lost a, a guy's property. You're just, that, that's all it is. Now, you're suing for the cost of a brand new one, replacement cost. But this was not a new bow and mega mouth reel. This was something that you'd had for a while. So why wouldn't the accurate measure be the, the, the value of a used one? Let me hear from you, Mr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. The, uh, these bows, the ones in question, they don't really depreciate in value because it's just like a, a, a good firearm. They don't go down in value. I've had guns for Except 10 for years that you yourself for... have given me the evidence that used ones cost less than new ones because I was looking through all your evidence. So I know there's a market for used ones. That's not true. I did after the boat trip. I think I did offer him $300 on the spot because I didn't expect anything to come of this. You know, I could have raised, you know, all kinds of issues, but I didn't. What but do you once mean? I realized... Raise all kinds of issues for what? Because you fell on his boat? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What issues could you have raised that you forewent? Tell me all about the issues. In my defense. In my defense. No, what issues did you not raise that you could have? I don't know what you're saying. What are you saying? I, for one, the depreciation of with the bows, right? Whatever you're charging me, that's fine. And you know, if you're gonna, if we're gonna play that game, well, then I could mention rails, right, and the wristband. But you did mention rails and the wristband. You know, because you had said to the guy over and over, you were gonna make it right, and then you said, oh, I've done a lot of reflecting, and now I'm not. And here's why. So no, you exactly no. did what you're saying you didn't do. You exactly did that. That's your. That's the reason you gave him for not paying him a penny. Well, because oh, you I offered a hundred, seven hundred dollars, right. and I said I'll do three hundred. I'll go have these with you. I no. was trying to be fair and talk about it. Yeah. No, you were trying to get out of doing anything, and it's inappropriate. And I'm ruling in favor of Mr. Joel, but I am going to depreciate the item as the law requires that I do, because see, you don't get a brand new bow, even though I realize you had to buy a brand new bow. Your loss is secured at the time of the loss. Like it's the value of the item at the time of the loss, not the value of the item when you bought it, the value of the item at the time of the loss. So it is a depreciated item. It does not increase in value. There's no evidence. You presented to me no evidence that it increases in value. In fact, you have very helpfully provided, which I would have found on my own anyway, so don't feel bad, evidence that there's a used market for it. So I'm ruling in your favor in the amount of $750. Good luck. Thank you. So the plaintiff gets $750 for a new bow from the defendant. Mr. Mark, what do you think right now? In the end, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm surprised you didn't feel guilty and want to pay him for some. Most people and I would did. feel like, and that's where but not a hundred dollars or three hundred for an eleven hundred dollar bow. You know. Anyway, uh, all I can tell you is that's a judge's decision, and you got to pay up. All right, Joe. Let me ask you. You're not getting the full thousand ninety nine dollars. You know, a little over seven hundred dollars. That okay with you? That's fine. I'm happy with the judge's decision, and I can respect that.
You know, I think people would have a lot better understanding of how this all this works is if you could describe the boat. Describe it real quick. Yes, it's 20 foot long and about 8 foot wide. It has full walk-arounds on it, so it's, it's easy to walk around on it. And one other question. How do you, how do you catch these fish at night? In the dark. What do you do? I have a generator, and I have 19 50-watt floodlights wrapped around the boat, so it lights it up like it's daylight. Lights the water up around it, in other words. Yes. You see the fish down on the bottom, right? Exactly. Interesting. Sounds you should like... come join me, Doug. <laughs> Sounds like fun. All right. All right. Thank <laughs> you very much. Congratulations. You're going to get some money. Not everything, but a good bit. All right? Thank good you. Good luck to you. All right. All right, Harvey. Doug, what really sucks about the law is if you have to replace an item that somebody else has damaged, you don't get the retail value. The law is you only get the depreciated value at the time of the loss. Judge John says you might get a ticket for not having insurance in Florida. How do people get their cars registered without it? You do have to have proof of insurance to register the car uh, initially, right? In Florida, I mean, it's probably like that in just about every state. The problem is people then don't make the payments. They don't make the they first payment. They let it lapse. They just say, don't they renew say, oh, well, it. Got my, got right. my registration. And then right. they ride around without insurance. Right. And then, you know, the, the people do all kinds of crazy stuff to keep their cars on the road. They don't pay the insurance, which can get you in trouble. You know, get your license suspended and get you fined. They will 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 steal a registration sticker off of one car and well, put it on their own. Yeah. They, you know, they'll, they'll steal them and they'll put them on their own car to make it look like their car's properly registered. They all, you know, they jump title to avoid paying, <laughs> paying taxes right. they on buy, the car. That's why whenever right. you sell a car, you have to make sure that they put the car in their own name. Because right. next thing you know, there's a car accident and someone right. files against you. It's in you, your name. And it's in your name. And I sold right. that car three years ago. Yeah. Right. So people go through all kinds of machinations like that to try to avoid paying for the cost of a car. But uh, I don't know. I just pay the registration fee and pay the, pay the insurance every year. That's a good you know? idea. <laughs> Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she hired the defendant to put dreadlocks in her hair, says the woman did an awful job, and she ended up breaking out in rashes. But the defendant says she did everything by the book with this woman, and any problems she had with the job were her fault because she overreacted. It's the case of a dreadful experience. Thank you, Douglas. All right, Ms. Tolbert, you are suing Ms. LaTanya for $1,200. 500 that you paid for dreadlocks, 156 that you paid for a hotel the yes, night before, I guess, and uh, the rest for emotional distress. Tell me what happened. Um, originally, I was just looking for a hairstyle. Um, I had posted a status on Facebook, so I was open for basically anyone to, you know, who was willing to do what I was looking for with the products that I was looking for. Um, she commented, not only did she comment, but she messaged me directly stating, oh, you know, if you can't find someone to do it for this price range, then I can, we can, we can work something out. Um, she insisted that she works with nothing but human hair, that she can give me the look that I was looking for. Um, I explained more as to what I went through before previously trying to get this style done. She stated she understood and how Wait, sharp she was. What was it you had gone through previously trying to get this style done? I attempted to get the same style done through another person. Unfortunately, they didn't get that much money out of me. Um, and, and they used synthetic hair as well. Okay. And how did you discover that that person had used synthetic hair? I found out because of the hair vendor they told me they purchased from. Um, it ended up being synthetic hair. The hair vendor only sold synthetic hair to them. Okay. 
And so they you were tell her about that, and she tells you what? Don't worry, I only use human hair. That's right. She okay. says I can get and this then what happens? for you. Um, I ended up, I live in Augusta. She stays in Atlanta, or where she works is based out of Atlanta. So I informed her that this will be a trip not only for myself, but my six-year-old son would have to come with me as I'm a single parent. And she insisted, you know, no problem. I won't waste your money. I won't waste your time. You're in great hands. How far is Augusta from Atlanta? For me, it was about two and a half hours. Okay, so go on. I get there. Um, I was even nice enough to ask her if she wanted something from the store before I stopped in. And I got her some cakes from the store. We got there. You know, I start telling her what happened previously before um, she started talking about how she loved my hair. I had beautiful hair and proceeded to do the style. Um, even during the process, you know, I had asked her then if this is how big it, they will look because they were pretty big. And she When you just say they were big, you mean the thickness of the dreads? The thickness of the dreads, yes, ma'am. They okay. were very thick. She stated that after she washed it and twisted them, tightened it, it would take a while for them to drop, but that they weren't going to look like that. Okay. And so after getting it done, she washed it and it looked okay, but it was still big. And she just kept insisting, no, it's going to take about three months for your hair to drop and for the, them to thin out and whatnot. And I even ended up not only tipping her, but then buying some hair oil from her as well. Okay. Um, so, so you paid and, her in full, you left, and when did you first get unhappy? Um, originally, it was a few days after where my neck had started to break out because of the synthetic hair. And I messaged her first, and I was trying to call her. She said she was busy or doing something, so I waited. And then I called her myself. And in the beginning, I was just trying to explain, like, hey, could you possibly look at my hair? Could you possibly fix any of this? I'm being told this is synthetic Wait, you hair. Had, hold on one second. Back it up. You, you said something about your neck. What happened to your neck? I had... A rash. It was. Do you have pictures of said red. rash? Do you have pictures of that? I don't. I don't. I posted everything on social media, but when I tried to pull up the post on Facebook, it wasn't there. Did you text it to her, a picture of your rash? No. At first, everything was based off conversation. Okay. I attempted to call so her. So when you call her, you're because you're telling me, well, then I talked to her and I said, Look how they look. So it didn't sound like you were very concerned about the rash as much as how the hair looked. Because I didn't know if the rash had came from the hair or from that style. Because normally, my hair is naturally curly, so I normally have it up. So I, I wasn't sure if it was from the style itself or the hair. Okay. So, so that wasn't my first go-to. So then what happens? You tell her what on the telephone? Originally, I just contacted her. And first thing I asked her was, are you sure this is 100% human hair? She said, yep, that's all I work with. So then I proceeded to let her know. And not only over the phone, I sent her pictures then of the way the back of my hair looked from my friend who was able to take pictures for me. Not only that, but But if I you had a rash that had, at that moment too, why didn't you just take a picture of the rash, if that's true? I, that wasn't my biggest concern. My biggest concern okay. was the fact that... So you, um, what evidence do you have that is synthetic hair? Um, the fact I had it tested by a hairstylist herself. How did she who test I went it? To go. Um, originally, she said if you burn synthetic hair, it smells like plastic. Versus, she, and then she burnt like a piece of a uh, human hair, like um, a strip of human hair for like a wig. 
she had burnt that, and it, you can tell the difference of the smell. No, One here, smell I'm, like I'm, where's your testimony of some expert testing the hair that was put on you and concluding that it was synthetic? I don't have. Okay, so any what of that you have? What, so what is it you say you have? It's you telling me that she says when you burn it, it's bad, but she didn't burn your hair, did she? No. So I'm she wondering didn't... what evidence you have, because you, you, I see in the text when you talk to Ms. Latanya, you tell her I tested it and it's synthetic hair, but actually nobody tested it, right? No. Ms. Latanya, tell me, is, do you use synthetic hair? No, ma'am. To be honest, um, <laughs> I didn't even know that they sold synthetic hair for dreadlock extensions. Um, uh, do they? Be, um, I don't know. No, they? you only would use 100% human hair for lock extensions. And I purchase it. I'm very clear with all of my clients that I purchase the hair. I don't make the hair. Right. Okay. So, um, so she's upset because what day did you have the hairstyle done? I had it done the 17th of January. 17th of January. And? Yes, ma'am. Okay. These are pictures of you on what day? February 2nd? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And all the little pins that you have in your hair, you have them why? I was attempting to try to retwist them myself or make them look better before I ended up cutting it off. So talk to me about what I'm seeing in the picture, Ms. Latanya. So, um, and it's common. I have lock extensions myself. Locks are not per um, perfect. A lot of times people have in their mind that they think lock extensions should be perfect. They see fake locks and they think that that's what's going to be. Well, her hair, I only added four inches to the end of her hair. Um, because of her hair texture, you can see the difference in maybe the hair um, that I purchased and used versus her hair. So there may be some thinning spots in one or two locks. All she had to do How do you fix that? Me. Like, what is it that, like, for example, the lock she's showing me now, what is she trying to show me? That it's thick and thin and thick and thin? Is that the, her problem with it? Right. So I take the hair, the, I sent you a picture of the hair that I purchased. Um, I take that hair and I add it to the thinning parts with my crochet needle. Well, they call it a crochet needle, but in actuality it's not. So I take my needle and I just go through the lock and add the hair and you make it proportioned throughout the entire lock. I do that with natural and I do that with lock. So what hair. went wrong here? Why didn't you just do that for her? She chose to go berserk and I'm not a confrontational person. So immediately when she called me and said, hey, what kind of hair is this? And I again said, this is human hair. That's the hair I use. I don't use any type. What's synthetic and some? I immediately said, hey, I'm not Wait, going to What was it she said you. that offended you? Um, someone told her that it was synthetic hair and it's not real hair. And, that, and I was like, hold on. Like, listen, I don't go. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not confrontational. Yeah, but that not confrontational is one thing. And being a businesswoman and not um, talking to her and 
dealing with her is well, another. No, I, I mean, immediately said to her when she said, is this human hair? I said, yes, I only use 100% human hair. But somebody told me that it wasn't. She immediately started no, to I understand. Go. So then you tell her, yes, it, and I'm telling you it's human hair, and I'll show you the receipt. What's the problem? I can fix that. Why don't you come in? But, but, did, but how come it didn't go that way? Why didn't you just tell her to come in? She chose immediately when I, she never gave me a chance to say anything. She immediately started with the ranting and raving. Like, I didn't have a chance to say anything. But what was she ranting and raving? What was she saying to you? That was it, repeatedly. Somebody told me that this isn't human hair. You know that you're a liar. This isn't um, human hair in my head. It's synthetic. So she called you a liar. She called me a liar. She was very angry, very confrontational. And if you know people that know me, I've had customers that I've had to go back and fix. Maybe a lock had slipped out. I had to go back and repair. I have no issues with that. I gave her a discount because she gave me a side story about someone else scamming her. I felt really bad. She's absolutely correct. She did offer to bring me something to eat that morning because she was running late to her appointment because she had just, as she's told you, she was in a hotel room with her six-year-old. She went out for drinks that night, left the son at the hotel room by herself. How do you know himself. that? Wait, how do you she know that? She told me. She told me out of her own mouth. The reason I'm running late, I left, locked my son out of the hotel room. And he, you know, when she came back from the club, he was sitting outside of the hotel room crying. Like, did you lock your kid out and go to the club, Ms. Tolbert? I don't drink, and my six-year-old son was with me. I did not go to the club that night. I ended up having to pick up my roommate, my old roommate from a few years ago, so that she could watch him while I was in her salon getting my hair done. So, in fact, I was—I probably was a few minutes late, but... And it was I'm more concerned about the lockout of the kid the night before that, that she's describing uh, that you told her about. You're no, saying ma'am. she's making that up? I don't even... The only conversation that I remember us having was of her family and of her troubles. I'm not talking son. to you about that. I'm talking to you about right, what I'm asking the... you about. So did you ever tell no, her ma'am. that you went out to the club and you locked your kid out and all this other stuff? No, ma'am. Okay. Um, you have a counterclaim against her for defamation of character, Ms. Latanya. Tell me about that. She went on Facebook. Um, she went on Instagram. She was contacting people under the pictures that I put on Instagram. She was, anybody that made a comment that said, hey, this is great, she would be messaging them. Um, I wouldn't go, she's using filters. Well, I work hard on my brand, I wouldn't do that. So I had a cancellation, you know, a girl wasn't sure. She said, "I'm no offense on your work or anything, but I don't know if you use real hair or not, to just be honest. So that's devastating my brand. Like, why would you do that? Because A, if you tested the hair, all you had to do was bleach it. On my grandmother who died in my arms, I would not make that up. I would never use fake hair because I did not even know that they sold the fake hair. And I have all receipts. I purchased it from a hair store as well as order it online. I sent pictures of the hair that I used. I sent pictures of people that dye that hair. She's never mentioned that she got a rash. If you can see the messages between me and her, why has she never mentioned about a rash until now? You should have pictures of the 
Vivica Fox Afro Hair. That's the hair I buy from the um, beauty supplies for the real. And that's her. Actually, those are pictures that she sent me to my phone when she got home, saying how happy she was. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff took some drastic measures, cut all her hair off because she was so displeased with the defendant's job. Let's go back into the courtroom. You said in your statement that you shaved your head, but I also don't have pictures of a shaved head. I submitted the picture of when I originally cut it. I was the second. Shaved or cut? I had to cut it with scissors because my hair So you didn't shave your head? Shaved. Right. It was but you said you shaved your very head. Very short. Yes, ma'am. And I'm really sorry. I mean, I, I'm, I don't, I feel bad that she had to shave her hair, that she cut her hair off. I do tell my clients, give it a while and it starts to relax and it starts to look natural. What did you post on Instagram clients, and what were you telling her, her clients about uh, uh, the hair? Were you telling them she, she uses- She posted a picture of me on her Instagram page as a promotion. I simply just commented, it was on Instagram, I commented underneath my own picture that she posted on her page, and I posted the same thing I posted on Facebook as far as my review, how it started out, what she promised, and how it up, it ended up for me. And <sighs> Yeah, for but me, did you yes. ever say she uses fake hair, don't trust her? Let's see what you actually said. On my end, I said it was probably synthetic. I didn't probably, say or it was synthetic, and she's a liar. What, <laughs> what was, was it you synthetic. said? I didn't say that she was a liar. I didn't okay. say any of that. Indeed. I did state that I, you know, felt scammed throughout the whole process. Um, you said a lot of stuff. Hold on, let's see was, the fa yeah. Okay, let's see. Do you have any of the stuff that she said? Unfortunately, I didn't take a screenshot of the Facebook because I didn't even think it would come to this. I deleted myself from okay. this. So you don't honest, have any I evidence deleted. of the stuff that she said that you're suing for five grand for? No, but the people that she spoke with, there's one girl um, that sent in a witness statement um, that she spoke with on Instagram. Okay, Miss Tolbert, um, you know, when I'm looking at the text that you send her, you're calling her a B. I mean, if I'm unhappy with something my hairstylist did, I usually say, hey, when can I come in so you can fix this? I realized right. that you were in Augusta and she's in Atlanta, and, but that's who you picked. You picked somebody in right. Atlanta. Can, I, can so I share something? You're who I'm asking the question of. What I need you to do is listen to me. So sure. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is why do you come out of the gate so aggressively as opposed to saying, hey, look, I'm concerned. I don't like how it looks. Can we fix this to her? Why don't you just say that to her rather than calling her a liar and, you know, calling her a B and calling, telling, and all. Yeah, I mean, I can read this stuff. You know what you said to her. Let's, let's look at a right. few of them. And let's look the at a few of them. As well. Yeah. And she even went on Facebook just a second. Just message. a second. Hold on. This hair fake as blank. Already got it tested. That's a lie. Which is why I tried talking to your blank about it. I don't go back and forth. Have a great night. Ain't no need to go back and forth. You got 500 out of me and we'll get yours, I promise. Get the blank out of my messages, you uh, dumb, and I'm good off the rest. Your approach was completely inappropriate. Again, I have no need to prey on people. That's why I'm blessed. I purchased that hair. I don't make it, and that's that. Test what you want. Do you have any other evidence that the hair is fake, Ms. Tolbert? No, ma'am. Okay. No, ma'am, not this time. All right, and do you have any evidence of what defamation you are claiming she made? Um, you should have pictures of the 
Vivica Fox Afro hair. That's the hair I buy from the um, beauty supply store as well. And that's her. Actually, those are pictures that she sent me to my phone when she got home, saying how happy she was. I even sent you a video of her leaving the shop. How happy. We're good. We're good. As for uh, Ms. Tolbert's lawsuit against Ms. LaTanya, I find that she's unable to prove that um, the contract was breached in some way and that the hair was, in fact, fake. She has zero evidence of it, and my verdict is zero. As for your lawsuit for defamation of character, talking about that you use fake hair, and um, I don't see that she has any evidence that you use fake hair. I believe that it is her belief that you use fake hair, but she can't really prove that. You know, in, in a normal world, I would have said, well, you have to fix her hair, and that's time and trouble on your part. You're not having to do that in this world because things have gotten so nasty that I would never put you in that position. So I guess that's what you get for the defamation part of things. Uh, rather than a, a money judgment, I am not going to, you know, and it's too late anyway. She cut her locks off. The whole thing was um, just handled in a way that it probably shouldn't have been handled. Um, but I'm calling it a wash, zero, zero. Good luck, ladies. Thank you. Take it a break. When we come back, Doug's in the hallway with the litigants and Judge Millian is in chambers with Bobby John. Are you having a dispute with a relative and you want Judge Millian to settle it for you? Contact us at peoplescourt.com and hit submit your case. Let's talk first to uh, the defendant in this case, Ms. Latonia. You know, you're a very convincing uh, litigant, but you didn't have any evidence. So do you understand the judge's decision, why she made it that way? I do. Um, and it's fine. I knew that I was telling the truth, so it really wasn't anything to be upset with. Um, I do feel she was out of character, and the judge knew that she was out of character, and she really pretty much just made it up as she was going. But if anyone needs lock extensions, come and see me in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's talk to the plaintiff in this case, uh, Ms. Tolbert. Nothing. You're not getting anything. How do you feel? And that's okay. I was out of it when I handed her my money. You think you'll ever try to get that uh, that hairstyle done again, or have you had it? No, uh, I, I come with beautiful hair. I need to just live with that and learn to love it. Okay. Well, good for you. How about that, Harvey? What do you think? So, Doug, this is an interesting case because the countersuit involved defamation. There are two elements to defamation. One, you have to prove liability, that whatever somebody said is false and subjects you to scorn and ridicule. The other is damages. And in this case, the problem was damages. The defendant didn't suffer, therefore, zip. I can see how ruffled you become when especially female litigants testify that they're showering their boyfriends with money, gifts, phones, cars, etc., essentially buying their love. Is this a result of having a strong, independent Cuban grandmother or mother, or did you develop that trait on your own? Oh, I think it's in the DNA of all the women in my family. You don't have, you don't have very much tolerance for dependency of any no, kind. You I think don't. everybody should be self-sufficient, yes. everybody should be independent, yes. and everybody should be able to stand on their own, right? And even my father, who, and my, you know, I was culturally very old-fashioned. My parents chaperoned me, right. my parents, my mother chaperoned me until I was a senior in high school. Right. As you know, if you're dancing, separate, leave room for dance, Jesus, right? you know, and separated you, you while you were dancing. Right, right. Um, but my father always, there was never any question I was going to college, right. um, which was a, an unusual mix of, 
of Neanderthal with progressive. Right. He had a fourth grade education, a very successful man. Yeah. But you know, he just got it, got there by his wits. He, just, he by, said, by no, no child of mine is going to depend on any man. He right. always said that to me. He says, you need to have right. your own career, your own, you know, you need to be able to depend on yourself. And that's how we've raised, of course, our but, three children. But your parents never helped you with your homework. Oh, they are you were, kidding me? This helicopter parenting like that, stuff, that right? we did and right. others are guilty of. That, right. There was none of that. First of all, my parents, like, they, they couldn't do the homework, but aside from from that, they also wouldn't have helped me with the, they had their job, I had my job, right. and that was that.